listening to the Dogs Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, um, did somebody say 0 and 3? <laughs> oh, they can keep it, mate. Uh, not a great start to the season. I mean, we all knew it was going to be pretty tough for us for these first three rounds. Um, yeah, it's a you know, better, uh, better team to the competition last year, but still bloody hurts. Yeah, and look, you know, we uh, get told, you know, we played three of the uh, preliminary finalists from last year. But uh, that was the problem last year, mate. We went, uh, you know, we only beat one top eight team last year. Mm. So um, you would have thought another year of development, you know. And if I'm real, if I'm real um, apart from that first half against Brisbane, um, I haven't felt like... We're in the hunt against those top teams. Um, they seem to have a Saddam arm's length. And, uh, you know, like, it's, it's, the efforts have been getting better. But uh, that first quarter against Melbourne, mate, I, I honestly felt they could have been six or seven goals up at quarter time. They had so much of the footy. Yeah, they did, mate. And it wasn't just, you know, how they used the footy, but it was our lack of defensive effort. Uh, going back when they had it. I mean, so many times they opened us up uh, going out the back. We were pretty lucky. They were uh, they were pretty inaccurate, really, because um, as I said, you know, they, they could have put us to the sword. Um, and I'm, again, this is a game where I think the scoreboard flattered us. Um, yeah, because I, there were times in that game where I thought, you know, when you know, Peter Wright kicked his fourth, he thought, you know, we're still in this. We, we could win. Um, but we would have stolen that game. We wouldn't have deserved to win, I don't think, based on the uh, first half's effort. But, um, yeah, look, as I it just is... Wanna, mm. I was going to jump in just quickly. Mm. And um, I just want to tell you that Melbourne's highest dis- uh, disposal winners, right? Um, just quickly to go over. So you got uh, Brayshaw. Mm. How's this for a stat line? 34 disposals, 24 kicks, 10 handballs and 20 marks. Yeah, most of them were uncontested, but yeah, you know, that says to me that's too much space for this guy like, to get 20 uncontested marks or however marks it was uncontested. Mm. Um, Clayton Oliver, now he's a star, we know that, but he just impacted the game so much. He had 38 disposals, uh, 20 kicks, 18 handballs, eight marks, and then Ed Langdon, who was their winger, and yeah, and Brayshaw was playing on the wing. Our inability to stop their wings really hurt us because Ed Langdon had 31 disposals, 16 kicks, 15 handballs, five marks, you know. And um, it just went on. And, you know, when you look at Essendon's top, you know, possession winner, you know, Dylan Shield, it's nine kicks and 16 handballs. So it's really hard to um, compete when, you know, we are going the handball route, like, and it can be exciting when it comes off, but gee, Melbourne really stretched us when they kicked the ball longer. Yeah, they did, mate. Um, because yeah, again, the, just their spread, like they're really willing to run for each other. And I think, you know, they've definitely got a, a game game plan sorted out. Everyone sort of tends to know where they're running to, what um, you know, area of the ground they should be kicking to if they're kicking to space, because uh, they'll have someone running onto it. And so many times, you know, they had two, three blokes running where the ball, um, you know, was, was going to uh, head to. 
and our guys were five five meters behind playing catch up um and and really no no real defensive pressure because they always had you know, at least one or two blokes ready for the handball to, to dish out um if we got slightly close to them so um they just out outworked us um and outplayed us all night yeah, well, um, and I've got to say, like, I know it was a cold, wintry night. I was there at the um, at the game, and I, I'm seeing a lot of Essendon people drop off, mate. I, I, now, whether they felt like it was a, you know, too, too much of a reach for us to win that game, but if you look down the uh, Essendon end of the um, – on the screen, you would have just seen vast openness – of our seats and so forth. And it made our cheer squad look really small. Um, you know, I'm an AFL member, so I sit on the wings mostly and, you know, it's easily populated there. But, uh, it, you know, really staggering to see an Essendon end so empty. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that's only, you know, uh, due to other impacts, but you don't want your fans dropping off so early. No, you don't. But, I mean... Realistically, like, and we always come back to it, but we've, we've been so uh, starved to success. And last year we got sold a vision and they really worked towards that. They started to, um, yeah, really imbue some trust um, in us as, as supporters. Oh, they're, they're really working towards uh, something here and they're working for each other. Uh, but just this first, you know, the first two weeks of footy uh, told you, that, well, certainly told me anyway that, um, we've reverted in quite a lot of areas. You know, we talked about building this blue-collar brand of footy. You know, I don't see it at the moment. You know, when you look at, you know, last couple of weeks, we looked at tackle numbers, but also the selections on the ground, you know, we've persisted with Ham. And um, I know he's he's been a whipping boy for me, but, um, you know, again, you know, there were so many times where I um, sort of saw him, yeah, do short steps and look like he didn't want um, yeah, to go for the uh, the tackle, which that can't be the um, defensive effort we want to show as a team. And certainly, you know, we're seeing more experienced guys in our team, um, you know, not being able to impact the games, whether that's through, um, yeah, I suppose, showing that tiredness in the body. Um, um, but, you know, obviously, obviously comes with age, but, you, um, you know, you need to sort of, work through that um and yeah that's that's hurting us like our leaders are uh, sort of dropping off the ball so it's um yeah I, I can understand why um you know fans have dropped off because seeing that kind of effort on the ground um it hurts you and particularly on a cold night you think well there's probably a million other things i've, I've got better to do with my time now i think it's also a bit of a Thing on the COVID, mate. People got used to watching TV, watching the footy on TV. Um, they don't have to worry about, you know, there's a lot of train interruptions at the moment. Um, so rather than commuting to the games, they, they have it live, you know. Um, and I know footy's been live many years, but I mean, over the last couple of years, it's kind of been normal for us to be stuck at home watching the footy. Mm. And I think some people, um, well, it, it, it appears that way that people are making the choice. I'd rather uh, watch from home. So I'm hoping we can get our crowds up because I've got to say the first three weeks, it's, 
I'm sure the club must be under budgeting these games because, um, or over budgeting these games because, you know, to think, uh, you know, there wasn't that many at Essendon Geelong. Um, there wasn't, you know, that many for Essendon Brisbane. And, you know, that's continued with the Melbourne game. Um, be interesting with the turnout coming Sunday against Adelaide. Uh, you know, the game will be favourites in. Um, hopefully, there'll be a few people rocking up. But um, it was an early Sunday game, right? Generally, a lot of people, um, you know, with kids' footy and that. Um, yeah, I think the season might not have started with the kids' footy yet. But, I, I mean, I'd be getting close to practice matches and so forth. And that can take away from your crowd as well. So, in the club's 150th year, um, yeah, I, I just hope we start... Um, getting some continuity and, you know, getting, stirring up that passion within our fans. Yeah, well, we're going to have to work on it, mate, because, again, it comes down to trust. And I think, um, yeah, a few of us have been feeling yeah, a bit <laughs> let down in, in terms of that. Obviously, that's not, um, you know, the club's intention. And, you know, by all reports, they trained the house down over the um, off-season. Uh, so they weren't doing that, you know, for the shits and giggles. But, um yeah, we're just not seeing that same brand of footy we saw last year out of the park this season. Yeah, that's right. Well, why don't we go through the game, mate? As painful as that can be, especially the first quarter. Yeah. Um, as I said, it it looked like that, um, you know, Melbourne squandered many opportunities. They did, mate. Um, like, to kick, yeah, three goals, five, and Really, they could have, um, you know, it's not only the ones they missed, but uh, there was plenty of opportunities where they, um, you know, could have really, um, yeah, slammed the foot down. Fortunately, um, yeah, they missed some of those, few missed kicks. I think both kick, both sides were a bit scrubby early on, has to be said. Um, but, you know, they at least kicked a few goals, whereas we failed to score a goal in that first quarter, James. Zero goals, four uh, we got, and for a quarter of footy uh, at the top end, that, that's just not good enough. Yeah, that's right. And look, um, as I said, I was at the game. Uh, there, there was breeze, but like, as you know, mate, at the MCG, you don't, you see it in the flags on top of the MCG, mm. but it doesn't reflect that on the, you know, watching from the stands, if you know what I mean. Like, you don't yeah. feel gusts of wind blowing past you and so forth. So, you could see the players, you know, from both sides when they were having shots at goal, the wind was catching the ball and, you know, pushing it aside. So, you know, there was some conditions, but the G protects you a lot from them. Um, so, I'm not going to put it all down to, you know, strong winds and so forth. But, yeah, I just felt like, um, yeah, the intent was good. Um, you yeah, know, Melbourne obviously they're the benchmark at the moment. Uh, but you know, one thing that I did notice was that uh, Andy McGrath was being matched up with uh, Christian Petrarca, and um, and <laughs> Petrarca kind of dwarfs um, you know, yep. dwarfs man Andy, but uh, I mean. Uh, Andy was positioning himself well. And he was getting in some small way a little bit under Petrarca's uh, guard. He didn't really like it much, I don't think. Uh, and I saw them push off on each other a number of times. 
Yeah, I mean, didn't like it, um, but you know, as uh, as one of them you know, gets held a bit, um, you know, you let another off the leash. And we saw, uh, you know, the likes of Oliver start to get off. Uh, Jack Viney bobbed up for a goal for them, um, and I think, you know, uh, yeah, even beside the, the fact that we missed opportunities for goal, um, our entries inside the the forward fifty were uh, pretty lacklustre. As well, I mean, May May killed us down there, um, uh, yeah, and over and over again. They're, they're a very good, solid lineup, um, down there in, in the Demons' defense. Um, so they were sort of gobbling those ones up. Um, and uh, I think it was Smith for them, um, also seemed to uh, uh, do fairly well in the defensive line. So, um, again, that's a, an area of the ground, yes, if it's if it's windy and all the rest of it. Um, you know, it might be harder to kick set shots, but if you can get a bit closer into goal, that'll certainly help, and that'll only be uh, uh, able to happen through better entries inside fifty. So, um, yeah, at the end of the end of that quarter, um, yep, just a zero goals four, as I said, uh, down by nineteen points. Uh, and as you said, James, they they really could have been a few more goals up at that stage. Yeah, um, second quarter started, mate, and. Uh, Tex uh, had a shot at goal, mate, and that was uh, pretty close to going through and would have been nice to see him kick that one, but it hit the post. <laughs> Certainly was, mate. Uh, yeah, and we saw, you know, Gavin Wanganeen almost riding that ball. Uh, yeah, it looked good off the boot, um, mm. I have to say, but uh, unfortunately with the uh, wrong side of the post there. Um, but... Uh, yeah, at least he was—he had that attacking mindset, so I, I quite like that. Um, yeah, the the demons then took it up their end and seemed to lock it in um, for a little bit, like a couple of shots from Jackson and McDonald. Uh, but finally, uh, we got a goal uh, through Tommy Cutler. Yeah, that was a, a bit of a sigh of relief, mate. He, you know, he's about forty meters out, and that's been our um, real tough area to kick goals from, anywhere between 40 and that 50-metre arc. Yeah. Um, this whole year, to start off with in the three games, had a lot of shots from there and failed to capitalise. But, yeah, Tom Cutler did well to you know, go back and kick that one. Yeah. And then we saw the burst out of the middle out of, from Dylan Shield and a beautiful kick to Peter Wright. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. I mean, I think that's the point of difference that um, you know, we've all sort of noted with Dylan Cheerley does have that ability to burst away, uh, probably only rival by um, Stringer and our side anyway, um, to be able to burst away from the packs like that. And I do like how he, um, yeah, he's he's taken the time to um, you know, try and spot up a kick rather than blast away with it, uh, which is excellent. The, the only, um, I suppose, uh, criticism I'd have there is he still doesn't have, he doesn't seem to have a right boot, Jane. Mm-hmm. Um, so sort of floated it out. On his left, but Peter Wright was good enough to to grab it and uh, rock back and kick it through. Yeah, and like you know, to have those quick early goals was uh, you know pleasing because um, as you say, no goals in the first quarter. Um, yeah, just kind of woke up the Essendon crowd that were there, and you know, you felt like we had a pulse. Yeah, you did, mate. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, Demons took it up there and again. Uh, there was another miss to Wiedemann uh, before Tom Sparrow for them bobbed up to 
to kick one and um yeah it always it always uh hurts when you've um tried to claw a bit of the lead back and uh and they kick one back on you uh but then we saw Andy McGrath pop up and um yeah snap one through yeah that was a great handball by Sam Durham too out to him um in traffic um had to you know manage his way through confined spaces and got a great handball out to Andy and Andy was good enough to slam on his boot. And Andy, uh, to his credit, to half time and kept um, Petrarca, who was averaging around 40 disposals a game, to just under 10, I think, and, um, you know, had added a goal himself. So it was a pretty good start by Andy McGrath. Yeah, it was, mate. Um, uh, but mind you, though, uh, Clayton Oliver was, was getting off the hook. You know, by that stage, you know, at the end of the half there, um, he had a leading 17 disposals, uh, nine of those contested and had four score involvement. So he was certainly uh, making his impact known of the game. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that's, I suppose, the, uh, the, the dearth of, I mean, like the, I suppose, the quantity of, um, you know, great talent that Melbourne have, you know, throughout their midfield and indeed across the ground um, really shows there. Because even though we put a defensive, uh, roll on Petrarca. Um, yeah, Oliver was, was getting out and about. Yeah, um, after half time, uh, one of the highlights of the game for us was we saw Tex Wanganen get his first goal. Yeah, it wasn't a great mate. Like he sort of, um, yeah, crumbed it, ran around and kicked it off his left. And I thought it was a really clever goal and, uh, yeah, very quick thinking. And yeah, loved his attacking mindset. Yeah, and it's great to see. Yeah, you know, Gavin and Barry Young there, mate. I'm mm. not sure who the other gentleman was, but like there was three of them there, and they were all like embracing and you know really, you know, really celebrating uh, Gav's son's first goal, which was excellent. Uh, and that was followed soon after by another goal to Peter Wright. Yeah, he's a real presence this year. It's um, credit to Peter, I think. Um, you know, he's you know, playing on Stephen May, who started the game brilliantly. Um, you know, he's, he's a really good target for us. Yeah, it certainly was. And uh, he presented again uh, with his third goal not long after that, James. Yeah, again, um, he, he had a space on this one. Um, he kind of accelerated off and May couldn't go with him and found himself a bit more open to run into it and leaped at the ball and they had no chance of stopping him. Yeah, which is excellent. I think that's the that's been the real thing. Like he's a confidence player, Peter Wright. And uh, you know, we really saw, you know, games like this where he gets a bit of a run on, he's uh, been able to kick a few goals, which is which is excellent to see. And certainly um I I think it's made all the harder by the fact that he doesn't have a you know a, a second uh, big forward up there um, because you know May was all over him. Um, so he had to, you know, sort of work his way through that. So it was great stuff from Peter Wright, and he's he was just clunking them. Um, that was our um, biggest lead of the game, mate. That's how we got out to, I think, uh, seven, eight, seven or eight points, mate. And um, uh, then we saw, um, unfortunately for Mason Redman, he had a uh, after a kick out, mm. tried to do the look away kick, mate. And, 
uh, did nothing but hit Clayton Oliver right on the chest. He quickly fired it off to Harms. And yep. Harms made us pay. And it felt like a real momentum killer yep. because we'd had you know, those three goals in a row. And you know, as I said, a, a bit of a lead. Yeah, admittingly only seven or eight points. But, I mean, um, yeah, that one just seemed to really take away a bit of a wind out of our sails. Yeah, it did, mate. Um, you know, particularly when we'd had so much of the play. I mean, to give give it up like that, um, and it's not like he had to make that kick. It's not like he was he was panicking. You know, he had plenty of space to run into. So, um, yeah, real brain fade there from Mason Redmond. And, um, and as you say, like, a, not only a momentum killer, but that got Melbourne up and going again. Um, yeah, after that goal from Harms, Harms then kicked another, and it was followed very soon after uh, by another to Sam Wiedemann. So all of a sudden, you know, we'd gone from having a lead to being a couple of goals down. Yeah. Um, just, as I said, um, you could tell Mason really was down on himself, as you imagine. Um, yeah, as you can imagine, that he would be down um, on himself at... Yeah, the boys got around him to try and lift his spirits a bit. But uh, I've got to say, it was one of Mason's poorest games, especially with uh, ball in hand. Yep, certainly was. But um, not to dwell on it, um, you know, Jackie Stringer then bobbed up for a couple of goals, James. Yeah, um, Jake, I think it's pretty clear to all the Essendon fans, like, he's not 100%. Um, especially if you watch him live, you know, he's got you know, he's got some bursts in him where he can, you know, really run hard, but there's a lot of times where he's just like jogging on the spot, mate. Um, so he's obviously managing his way through that groin injury. Um, I'm glad he's getting through the games, but yeah, the the first goal was you know, really important one because as you said, Melbourne had yeah, really answered with three goals of their own. Mm-hmm. And um, and then when he got his second one, after a very good kick from Braden Ham, I must say, um, you know, that game, again, put us in front again um, after, you know, losing the lead. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then, unfortunately, the, you know, the swing of the momentum happened again. And we saw Sam Wiedemann, um, kick one, followed very soon after by Christian Petrarca. Um, and yeah, we well, were pretty lucky because not long after that, we saw Gorn and Fritch have a couple of pings at goal. And fortunately, they, uh, they missed because they really could have um, you know, jumped out there. But uh, we ended that third quarter uh, only 13 points down. So eight goals, five, 53 to their nine goals, 12, 66. But, um, yeah, it was always going to be a, a task for us. Um, I thought we started the last quarter, you know, with, with good intent, Jane. You know, we saw uh, Guelphie uh, have it behind. We had another rush behind. Um, yeah, Braden Ham had a shot for goal, um, which unfortunately went wide. And I think yeah, he, he kicked across his body, um, which, you know, I sort of questioned because he was sort of running straight into the goal and then almost went, you know, to the left to swing around, um, you know, to kick around the corner almost. But, um, yeah, while we were 
inaccurate. Um, you know, Melbourne then had a couple of goes and kicked them straight through with Charlie Spargo and then Bailey Fritch um, yeah, kicking a couple of goals on us. Yeah, it's starting to get away from us, that's for sure. Um, uh, Archie, pa- Archie Perkins, sorry, added a, a, a nice goal that we needed and then uh, Peter Wright went back and kicked his fourth. Yeah, he did, mate. Um, and you were starting to go, oh, bloody hell, we're, we're still in this. You know, we can um, we can take him on. And when you saw Peter Wright take that next mark, you thought, oh, here we go. Unfortunately, that, um, yeah, that kick was was wide. And that was our last real, um, you know, hoping the game was uh, the Demons then just uh, put their foot on the accelerator, uh, kick goals through Langdon, Fritch, and then Wiedemann. Uh, that goal from um, Langdon uh, was uh, top shelf, mate. I don't know how it got through. Like, uh, he doesn't know how it went through. It was, <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes you just have to go. Look, it's your day. Because um, yeah. like he he kicked it off the left. Uh, it was a you know banana of a kick, and I don't even know how intentional it was that he was kicking like at the goal, uh, but it went straight through, mate. And you just got to go hats off to that. Yeah, well, um, yeah, that led us to 0-3 the first time since 1967. It's, in fact, only the second time in club history that we've started a season 0-3. Yeah, well, as we said earlier, I mean, if you looked at the schedule, you'd, um, yeah, at the start of the season, you know, heart of hearts, we knew these were always going to be tough. Um, but... It, Again, for mine, it's how we've gone about it. Um, you know, pretty inconsistent efforts within games, um, which is, is disappointing. So hopefully, you know, we've got a, a couple of um, easier games. I mean, nothing's given to you uh, in the AFL, but, you know, we've got Adelaide and then Frio, uh, and we should be right up to our next uh, in these games. So hopefully the boys will take any learnings they might have had, Jane, and, um, you know, really apply themselves uh, to those two games if, if we're going to be any chance of salvaging this season. Um, because 0-3 is bad enough. Um, you, know, you don't want to be any worse than that. You, you'd imagine we should be 2-3 and three, um, after these two rounds. But, you know, <laughs> it's easier said than done. Yeah. Um... I watched the uh, presser from Truck and um, I was a little bit confused with his terminology. He was saying it's a good template for the season going forward. Um, I don't know about you, mate, but when I use a template, I usually use something that's going to be good. Um, A template of poorness. Um, I don't know if that's uh, what you want. Um, Yeah, you can definitely say you've gone up against the benchmark and then you judge your results on that. But as far yeah, he very much was using the word template. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's the correct terminology I'd be using. Um, yeah, I look at the efforts definitely there, uh, you know, but we do look underskilled against some of these good teams, mate. Um, yeah. You know, we just – and just our hesitation really hurts us. Mm. There's many times during the game where if we've used the ball – moved the ball quicker – um, we could actually be more punishing, but yeah, you know, we just sit back and hold, and, and we let the opposition, you know, 
basically fill the space and then we have to go long down the line or, you know, kick it to an out number. And uh, we rarely ring, win them at the moment. Um, I guess maybe before we go to a break uh, and do our votes, um, any concerns with the captain, uh, Dyson Apple? Uh, I've got to say, uh, uh, he looks a little bit out of sorts. I, I, just his decision making, and you know, we we know he's obviously getting slower as the game goes on. And um, yeah, I've got a little bit of concern only because um, his decision making, which you know could be a strength of his, is, seems to be lacking at the moment. Yeah, it it does. It's like, and it's. His, his disposal as well. Um, I mean, it it looks not horrible, like sixty eight point two percent disposal efficiency. But like, it's when he makes those total brain fades, or um, like he kicks to someone who's in and out number. That's that skews the percentages, I reckon, because it might hit the target. But you know, that person is not in a position to be able to carry the ball forward for us. Um, and yeah, he is looking uh, really slow. There were times where I thought, okay, he's he's introduced himself into the midfield there. That's um, yeah, I actually you know, called for that last week because I thought you know he needs to stand up and and show something because he uh, and I think the same in this game. I don't think he showed a lot for that back line there to to really uh, bolster him up. Um, but again, like it's it's all good to introduce yourself but um yeah you've got to make the right calls you know he's never been a an elite kick jane um uh so i'd have much rather him you know release a player you know whether it's a mcgrath whether it's a parish to um you know to, to hit a target upfield um but all too often like it, it does hurt to say like he he was almost a bit of a liability out there um so I know it's yeah, very harsh for me to say as a, yeah, I'm a never was, I'm not even a has been, James. Um, so um, it's harsh for me to say that, but, you know, when we're watching the game and, um, you know, our leaders are coughing up the pill, uh, yeah, it really hurts you as a side. And um, certainly along that half back line, if you're coughing up the pill there, the ball was, um, you know, getting bounced out and Melbourne were able to make scoring opportunities time and time again. So I'm not putting that all on Heppel, but, um, you know, he certainly um, has an important role to play there. And if he's not up to it, like if his body's not right or whatever, um, you know, I think there's a, a role as a leader to go, well, um, you know, I need to change X, Y, Z uh, in my own game, or, um, you know, I need to get my body right if I'm going to be effective for this, um, uh, for the club. So, uh, it, it did hurt to to watch his game and think, bloody hell, is has it gone past him? Yeah, like I said, I don't want to jump the gun because he can be very inspirational, but um, yeah, he just seems to be lacking something. Like whether it's playing through injury or what it is, he's just not moving well, um, and his decision making's being hampered. And if that's uh, due to any nagging injury, he's better off not playing. And, and he can still be a great support to the guys while he gets his body right. Um, that's just my feelings. I know it's hard for the club. You know, you've already lost Zach Merritt. You know, if Heppel's out as well, you know, 
there's a lot of leadership, you know, then falls to the deputy and Andy McGrath and he hasn't started the recent uh, season that well. Um, so I guess I can see why he wants to put his hand up and lead the club. But, um, you know, like he's actually doing himself a dis- disservice um, because people, when he's out in the field, obviously he's seen as our leader. Um, you know, we kind of look to him and, and ask him to lead and um, yeah. sometimes he just doesn't seem up to it. Yeah. Um... But, you know, he's, he's had plenty of mates out on the field, James, that uh, they weren't putting up their uh, the hand as much as we'd have liked, um, you know, whether it's composure with the, uh, with the ball in hand, whether it's defensive efforts. Um, it's, it's a team game uh, and it's a team effort that's, that's ultimately uh, going to lead us, um, you know, hopefully on the improve throughout the season. All right, well, let's have a break, mate. We'll come back with the Don's cast medal votes. With the Don's cast medal votes. And mate, after three losses in a row, sometimes hard to give votes, but let's go for your votes uh, as always. Go first. Well, yes, mate. All right. So I'll start from the top, the shining lights. Um, I went with Peter Wright. I thought, um, you know, as a big bloke, you know, to get four goals out of him um, was a pretty bloody good effort. You know, this year he's been pretty dependable. I think we've got two, three, and four out of him, if I'm not wrong, James. Um, so, uh, yeah, to have, what, nine goals in the first three rounds, like he'd take that every day of the week. But it's not just the, um, uh, like his own goals uh, he was getting. He was also getting other people involved in the game. Like he had eight score involvements, um, pretty sure it was. And he made a beautiful pass um, at one stage of the game. Uh, I think it might have been to Guelphy. Um, just a beautiful kick. Unfortunately, Guelphy missed it um but um like i i just think he he's his output is more than just his own um you know goals on the board um he actually got 303 meters gain james so he took a few marks around the ground as well as ones up forward um so i thought he uh, had a a very good game for us so i gave him the five um with my four i went for dylan shield now it might sound a bit of a funny choice jane but um i thought he again was was one of the only ones who wanted to tuck the ball under the arm and uh you know drag it out and he's got that burst of pace so he got away from the packs uh quite a few times actually had the six clearances uh which is good effort but more than that, he, he continues to show this defensive side of his game. So he had five tackles, uh, which is a great effort. Uh, had the two-goal assists, um, uh, which is great to see. And I, I just think, um, yeah, 12 contested um, possessions as well. So he's, he's working really hard for possessions and he's trying to make uh, good use out of it. So I've, I gave him the four. Uh, three votes went for Darcy Parrish. Uh, I thought, yeah, while he didn't, yeah, he wasn't outstanding. He was still a very solid contributor all game for us. He actually had an um, uh, equal high 25 um, uh, pressure acts uh, for us, Jane. Um, so he continued pressuring all game. 
Uh, I had the five intercept possessions, four score involvements, 12 contested um, disposals, five inside 50s. Um, so he's doing defensive and offensive. Um, uh, laying the three tackles and uh, yeah, six, uh, six clearances. So I thought a really solid game from Darcy Parrish. Uh, two votes. I went for uh, Jordan Ridley. Uh, yeah, I, I thought, yeah, I felt bad again for our back. So we're getting smashed again. Uh, but I thought he was one of the few um, showed yeah, a bit of resilience uh, down there. And there were times of the game where he just slowed it down or he floated into taking intercept possession. Uh, would have been very easy to, you know, I suppose, panic, punch it out of the area. Uh, so his cool head was uh, appreciated as always. And for one vote, James, I went for um, young Nick Martin. I thought uh, we, we played him down back, um, which was sort of funny to me because, I mean, he kicked four goals in his uh, debut. So wouldn't you want that firepower up forward? Uh, but now we tucked him down back and he, he did play pretty well. And again, he, he shows composure uh, in the game. Uh, and the thing that I found really um, uh, impressive with his game, James, was nine mar- uh, sorry, eight marks rather. Um, uh, throughout his game, as well as you know, three clearances, had a had a goal assist, um, and uh, yeah, five score involvement. So he um, yeah continues to impress uh, the young bloke. So uh, yeah, gave him the one vote. How about yourself, James? How'd you read it? Yeah, well, very similar, mate. I went uh, five votes for Peter Wright. I, even though he had the ten disposals only, he uh, was the biggest asset and presence on the ground and. As I said, he, you know, he gets a reward for his uh, goal kicking. You know, he's such an accurate kick um, <clears throat> and a real focal point. You know, when we picked him up, mate, he wasn't designed to uh, come in as a Joe Danaher replacement. He was there to be a, basically a second or third foil forward. Uh, but due to injuries and, uh, you know, retirements, he's become our number one forward. And... Uh, yeah, he's certainly not letting us down in, at that stretch uh, at the moment. So, uh, yeah, really good game. Yeah, I gave Dylan Shield four votes as well. Again, um, you know, there was a bit of doubt even him playing this week. So to actually, um, you know, get through the game, uh, as you said, mate, he, he really did look attacking at times. Um, and just his work rate, I was like, that's the thing with Dill. I always thought that he likes to run ahead of the ball. He you know, likes to get when the ball's on the attack, but he's certainly changed his mindset. Um, you know, against a very good Melbourne defense. Um, like, you know, he had five tackles, which is a real highlight for me with him. Um, he'll still fluff the kick every now and then, um, and he made a couple of uh, decisions. Um, there was one mate we were running through the middle of the ground. Um, and he just needed to get the ball to boot because Jake Stringer had got some space and Stephen May had approached him. Oh. Uh, and he just chose to kind of handball it to open space and really is a bit costly, but um, I'm not going to uh, punish him for one bad decision. But, um, no, he's, he seems to um, you know, know that he needs to step up. Uh, we heard he did a leadership program, and I wonder if that... Um, you know, if that's coming to the forefront, you know, with his actions. Oh. So, quite a good game. I gave, uh, again, three votes to, um, to Darcy Parrish, sorry. He, um, 
his work, the contest, mate, and his efforts are there. Um, you know, we've got to remember Zach Merritt's out now, so he's going to get the number one uh, focus from the opposition. So everything he gets, he has to work even harder for because he hasn't got uh, the relief of people trying to take Zach out of the game. So, but he still had the uh, the twelve handballs and twelve kicks and you know the three tackles. So yeah, I thought he he worked tirelessly. Um, yeah. Probably didn't stand out um, as much as some of his highlight games, but he certainly. Um, Provided a, a lot of work. Uh, two votes to Jordan Ridley. Um, Melbourne had a lot of attack of the ball, and like there is times where Rids is just outbodied. You know, he's just he's not a big body himself. So you know, there's times when he went up against Gorn and he's kind of just pushed away and um, that. But his marking is still a highlight, and it was probably a game that was more like his uh, previous years. I thought he'd started the season a little bit. Tentatively, so that's a good sign that he might be coming into, you know, a bit more continuity with his footy. And I gave one vote to Andy McGrath. Now, it wasn't what he did with the footy um, because I didn't think he was very damaging at all with the football, but, you know, he, he did a really good task, especially in the first half on Petrarca. And, you know, he definitely, um, you know, added a goal, which was pleasing because, you know, we've always felt we could get more out of him uh, with attacking player. I still reckon his best position's in the back line, but um, if he's going to play midfield, especially with Zach out, um, it's good that they're trying to add this defensive side to him, um, you know, to give him a task. And, you know, he, he seems like a diligent person, so uh, he'll want to beat his opponent. So... Yeah, pretty good game from Andy overall. Um, not as damaging as we'd like, um, and I'm sure that will come with time. But, uh, yeah, how, how does that leave us with the uh, overall, mate, after uh, three rounds? Well, after three rounds, James, um, yes, still no one that's uh, really shot out in front. Uh, we've got a bit of a mixed bag of votes. So if I go from the bottom, uh, so with one vote, we've got Andy McGrath. On two votes each, we've got Jai Caldwell and Sam Durham. Uh, three votes, we've got Tommy Cutler. On four votes each, we've got uh, Matt Guelphy and Jordan Ridley. Five, we've got uh, Jake Kelly. Uh, on eight votes, we've got Archie Perkins. Um, Ten votes, we've got Zach Merritt. On 11, we've got Nick Martin. On 12, we have Dylan Scheel. And out in front, with 14 votes apiece, we've got Peter Wright and Darcy Parrish. Um, interesting start to the year. I don't think um, if, you're, if you said the top five, mate, at the start of after three rounds, mm. uh, I don't know how many people would have picked that one. But, um, yeah, footy's an unpredictable game. And, you know... We're an unpredictable uh, side. <laughs> <laughs> Very unpredictable. Um, yeah, so well, let's hope uh, the voting becomes a bit more consistent once we get... A little bit of a run on, and we get a bit more confidence because there's a lot of players down at the moment um, that can play a lot better footy. Right. And I'm um, hoping to, we can read their names out in the coming weeks in terms of votes. Yeah. Um, let's have another break, mate, and we'll come back with by the numbers.
you're listening to Dom's Cast as we go by the numbers. And let's start with Andy McGrath. Yeah, it's a funny old game, Jamie. I think one thing that you, you can't see from watching on screen, which which as I do, um, is you don't see the, the movements of the players on the ground if they're out of camera shot. Um, you know, by all reports, he was playing a defensive role, but um, you know, I, I didn't really get the benefit of, of watching that. I saw it on a couple of occasions, um, but, uh, you know, realistically, um, you know, I still thought, uh, you know, Petraka did have an impact on the game. Um, you know, McGrath, for mine, I, I still find his uh, disposal very iffy. Um, and, and his impact on the game was limited. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, it was good he kicked the goal. Um, uh, he's continued his, his uh, sort of run of clearances. Uh, so, had the five clearances again, but I don't see them as overly impactful because he, the, you know, his, his use of the footy um, isn't, um, I suppose, as, as high up as where I'd like to see it. But um, that's just my view. James, like I saw him as a, an average game. Um, how did you read it? Yeah, you know, having been at the ground and seen it live. Yeah, I guess like yeah, you know, I gave him a vote, but mainly because it was a kind of a new role. Uh, he's given away many kilos on um, Christian Petrarca, and you know uh, Petrarca had been lighting it up, mate. Thirty-eight disposals a game, and um, yeah, still had an impact against us. But uh, especially in that first half, he did a great job. Um, at least keeping him accountable. And, um, yeah, look, his disposal definitely needs some work, decision-making. Uh, but as I said, I, this is more out of um, work ethic. I could, you know, being at the ground, I could see you know, how much work he had to put on him and he was making sure that Traka wasn't getting out the back on his, and getting his own ball, um, which obviously limited his disposal was it uh, and, uh you know we saw Clayton Oliver pick up the slack unfortunately but um yeah uh yeah I thought he had a decent game mate um Sam Draper <laughs> oh, I don't know mate um almost unsighted you know you saw him at the rough contest but um yeah to believe he had two disposals uh, one kick one handball uh you know just the one mark it's a pretty disappointing uh, effort from Sam. And, um, yeah, he was going up against a you know, very good Ruffman in Max Gorn. Uh, but, you know, Handy Phillips made him look like he was just an understudy to Andy, you know. Um, yeah. And, you know, I don't know how long... Like, with that kind of performance, it, it was so poor. Yeah, you almost wonder, will the club make him... Pay and say no. You need to play some BFL football uh, on the back of that performance, and give Nick Bryan a bit of a run. Mm. Um, or do they stick with him and say, "Hey Sam, you've got to be better." Which way would you go? Uh, I'd probably go with the latter, honestly. Um, uh, just because we know how raw he still is, uh, he needs more more games. Uh, but that's about the only out. You sort of give him because his performance on the night wasn't um, wasn't excellent, and again, it's that lack of a, a marking presence around the ground that um, really disappoints you. Um, because you know <laughs> the, the old adage of uh, you know Ruckman doesn't get shorter as the game gets game gets longer. Well, you know that was his opportunity to um, 
you know, come out and provide a couple of marks for us when we're under pressure. Um, but unfortunately, he doesn't seem to be, uh, uh, yeah, moving to the right positions for that. Uh, I still, yeah, obviously, still believe him as a player. He's uh, still very raw, uh, but just, uh, yeah, pretty, you know, in terms of output, uh, you'd have to say pretty poor at the end of the day. Darcy Parrish, mate, we both gave him votes. Um, yeah, it wasn't a standout game by any stretch, but again, he's in the, in the cold face and uh, he certainly was working very hard in there, mate, against uh, some, you know, uh, very good opposition in Clayton Oliver and so forth. Yeah, I mean, like just another solid Darcy Parrish game. Like he, he just gets in there, does the hard stuff, doesn't do anything flashy. Um, and that's what we love about him. Um, so, yeah, I guess a, a typical Darcy Parish game. Um, yeah, not the same output as we saw from last year, but uh, certainly, um, yeah, he put his nose to the grindstone and I think battled hard all day. In game 177, Devin Smith played as the medical sub and didn't get on. So I think we can skip uh, Dev, who... Other than to say that he was uh, showcasing Essendon's new jacket, mate. I don't know if you saw him wearing the new jacket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's about a highlight we can say with Dev. Um, I do think um, I can see the club basically putting him in against Adelaide. I think they would have just tried to... I think Dev will be pretty proud and pretty um, pretty angry about being dropped. Yeah. And they the club might think that might light a fire for him, if you know what I mean. So yep. I kind of think he'll regain his spot in the side this week. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if it has it brings on a change of attitude as well. Like, uh, as we saw in his previous game, zero tackles. We've never seen that before from him. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what he's like on his return. Uh, Jai Caldwell, mate. Um Started the game well, I thought. You know, uh, you know, he was very much uh, in the play and you know, ended up with the 16 disposals, 13 kicks, three handballs, uh, six marks, seven tackles, mate, which is, you know, good effort. You know how hard he works. Yeah. Um, I just found out he, he kind of dropped off as the game went on. Yep. Um, I think that's been probably due to his injuries. Uh, might be, you know, from previous injuries, he's, he seems to start the games pretty well, but um, goes through periods where he's um, not really sighted. Um, oh. yeah, what did you think, mate? Yeah, I sort of um, likened it to a bit of a, a little snelling game, James, like um, in at the cold face, doing the hard stuff. So not necessarily those things that really stand out to you. Um, but obviously, you know, when you look at his stat sheet, it's, it's not a bad effort. Like that seven tackles in particular – um, is, is a really good effort. Six marks tells you he's he's not only doing defensive side of things, but he's spreading. He's he's making himself an option uh, to provide the, the next link in the chain, the next outlet. Five clearances tells you he's he's going in there doing the hard stuff, winning the hard footy, and uh, trying to dish it out. So um, yeah, all that leads to good signs for me. Yes, I've, I think you know in terms of his uh, whether it's fitness based, whether it's just match play, you know, reading you know, where the ball's going, all that stuff. He'll still develop that, you know, because he, he's had a long time out of footy, um, you know, with his, you know, his injuries and, and all the rest of it. 
Um, so I've got no concerns about Jai Caldwell if he's um, yeah lower numbers, lower impact, uh, because you can just see he has that bit of polish uh, and that real that will to win the footy. Um, that uh, you know in future um, his output will uh, continue to grow. So I, I thought he had a solid game for us. Yeah, uh, Dylan Shield, uh, we both gave him votes again, mate, or, you know, four votes apiece, I think. Um, and, yeah, he he certainly worked hard defensively. We both mentioned that. Um, as I said, uh, just a few decision-making things that, you know, he'll, he'll be aware of and will try to improve. But overall, a very good game for a player that was under an injury cloud. Yeah, was, mate. Like, yeah, you said it. Uh, said it pretty well. Like he, um, he, he played a role for us. He, you know, tried the hard stuff. We both gave him, um, you know, the four votes. So we, we both thought he played a pretty decent game. Yes, we know he's he's capable of, um, yeah, really, uh, yeah, being quite a lot more damaging. Um, but he does seem to be working within the confines of his limitations. And one of those is his um, his disposal efficiency at times. And I think he's really cleaning that side of his game up. Um, so I thought he had a really solid game for us. A player that's uh, worked very hard, you know, despite the three losses, I thought, is Tom Cutler. Um, again, 17 disposals, 13 kicks, four handballs, six marks, uh, zero tackles. Um, uh, you know, I've, but I, I've just noticed he, he's running along the wings. Is, you know, he works very hard defensively. Um, and it's good to see him get a reward with a goal and, um, yeah, it's been a yeah. He's he's not in any danger of losing his spot, so I think um, he'd be happy with his start of the season if not the teams. Yeah, I think he's um he's he's playing his role, isn't he, James? Um, you know, as that sort of wing wing role. You know, he got four hundred and five meters gained. He took six marks uh, across the course of the game. Uh, yeah, kicked that goal when we really needed it. Um, is He's really turned his career around. Um, and I saw on a, you know, quite a few occasions, like he's not listed as having a, um, a tackle here on the stat sheet, but I certainly saw him um, you know, with a lot more, uh, I suppose, physical intent, particularly defensively. Uh, had a three few clearances. Um, and, yeah, he's really using his run. Um, so he's, he's not just getting it quickly and throwing it out of the boot. He's, he's taken a few steps. Um, and... Uh, yeah, to have six score involvements at the end of the day, I think, yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff you want from your wingers. You want them to bring him inside 50, uh, which he did four occasions. Uh, so I, I thought he, um, yeah, again, played a, a solid game for us. Uh, Jordan Ridley, um, 21 disposals, mate, 18 kicks, three handballs, eight marks and three tackles. Uh, certainly worked his butt off as he usually does. Um, I thought he'd started the season slowly, but uh, I thought this was a pleasing sign of rapid improvement. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, we, as we sort of said last couple of um, episodes, he, he started the season slowly, but, um, yeah, we're really starting to see his poise and uh, ability to read the play, uh, you know, that bit quicker than, uh, than his opponents. Um, so, again, he, he played a real good role for us, particularly his... his um, uh, yeah, ability to slow the play down at times, you know, take took eight marks, um, even laid a few tackles. So I think that defensive side of his games, 
uh, been shot up a bit. So um, no, it's good to see the old Jordan Ridley back. Jaden Laverty always works hard, mate, down back. It wasn't uh, his finest game by any stretch, but yeah, he, he set up pretty well, I thought. And, you know, it was a tough forward line to stop uh, with Melbourne being so well at spreading, uh, you know, especially inside that 50 mark. Um, but he provided a few uh, defensive uh, spoils and up against some big guys, mate. He was playing on Max Gorn at times when he was resting forward. So, you know, giving away a lot of height and weight and... Mm. Uh, had the 15 disposals, seven kicks, eight handballs, six marks, and the two tackles. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he had, I suppose, a, a typical um, you know, Laverty game, as we've come to know over the last season or so. Um, you know, he does give away a, a lot of um, a lot of height, but he, he plays tall and um, he does use his strength and ability to read the play um, to, to allow him to help um, at least break even at contests where um, sometimes, by all rights, um, you know, he shouldn't be there. Um, but, yeah, again, he, he just fights hard all game, so I thought he played all right for us. Yeah. Uh, Archie Perkins, mate. Um, you know, it was a bit hard for him, mate, playing in that forward area. Um, half forward flank, the ball wasn't coming down very smoothly. He still worked hard. He kicked a goal. He had 11 disposals, eight kicks, three handballs, two marks, and the four tackled. So he's definitely working hard defensively. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, and I think, yeah, he, so he, he does all that, works hard defensively, but then he still got that poise at the end of the game to, to kick that goal, uh, never looked like missing. And, you know, as he continues to develop uh, in his body and his ability to read the play, I'm sure he'll share that more and more. Uh, so his output, you know, while currently uh, lower, like 11 disposals, you know, I reckon we'll see that bump up to around the sort of early 20s um, later on in the season. But... Currently, he's playing a role forward line. It's pretty pretty tough there, um, but he's at least applying some defensive effort as well, like four four tackles. So, um, no, I think he's uh, he's putting together a good start to the season, Archie, and um, yeah, looking forward to seeing him develop further. Uh, James Stewart had another night of uh, toughness. Um, you know, he took a couple of strong marks, but um, yeah, he's he's been found wanting a fair bit, mate. And I'm wondering if he will concede yet. Is it time for Zerk Thatcher to have a go ahead? No. I'm not offering... Oh, I can't even say that. I, I can be pretty stubborn about some things and um, you know, a bit rose-coloured glasses at times, but I still see a player in, in Jimmy Stewart and I still don't see um, how Zerk Thatcher would be the one to, to save us uh, down back there. I, I still think... Um, in terms of agility um, uh, and and ability to actually use the footy, Jimmy Stewart is a is a far improved option, um, and I welcome debate there um, because certainly if um, if you were just wanting a a pure stopper, someone to chuck a, a fist in, yeah, maybe Zerk Thatcher could do a job, but then like then what? Like, would you rely on a Zerk Thatcher to be able to, you know, go for that second effort, grab the footy uh, and release someone uh, in a better position. I don't have that trust in Zerk Thatcher as of yet. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of people have seen a lot more exposed form of Zerk Thatcher. Um, so, look, I'm, I'm happy if Zerk Thatcher knocks down the door 
and um, you know he shows himself to be this um, uh, you know improved player over over Jimmy Stewart. I'd be happy to eat my words and have some humble pie on that, uh, but I don't see it personally. Uh, no, I don't think Jimmy Stewart's the best defender in the league, um, but I, I still think he he cracks in and tries his best. Yes, he has his brain fades, um, but um, yeah, I think in terms of honest effort and actual ability to use the footy, which obviously wasn't a highlight of his game this time around, he, he didn't get a whole lot of it, um, but still still cracked in and tried hard, I thought. Uh, so I'd say an average game from Jimmy Stewart. Um, but yeah, personally, I don't think uh, Zerk Thatcher is a messiah, Jane. Yeah, no, I just thought Zerk Thatcher played a pretty good game in the twos. Um, and he's been an emergency... And, uh, yeah, sometimes it's you've got to reward the understudy. Uh, well, we signed him up for a two-year extension, so obviously the club believes in him. Um, so, yeah, I don't believe you sign up players to play, you know, primarily in VFL. So, um, but, and Jimmy Stewart must feel stiff because uh, that's twice in two weeks where he's probably felt that like he's, he's touched the ball that's been paid a goal. Yeah. Um, we saw Petrarca kind of symbol that um, he thought Stewart had touched the ball when he kicked a, a ripper from outside 50. And yeah. um, obviously that one where he had a brain fade and just uh, credited it pretty lackadaisical. Um, and the ball was paid a goal, even though he was pretty adamant he touched it. So, yeah, he's probably had a bad couple of runs. But, um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm not saying suggesting that. Stewart has to go out, but I, I think at some point he's going to have to lift his output, or you know, the club's going to have to make a decision at some point to give um, Zerk a, a bit of a go. No, that's a fair call. Yeah, um, you got you know uh, Nick Hind who you got a fair bit of the footy, mate. But geez, kicking isn't as uh, assured as it was last year. I, I, yeah. I thought his work rate was you know commendable. And um, he wants to run and, and that, but his decision-making just isn't where it was last year. Even though, like, you look at his disposal efficiency, it says 76%, mate. It didn't feel like that at the game. Yeah, I, I think... Um, I don't know what it is, whether it's, uh, you know, we've put him on this pedestal and um, uh, he now feels pressure to live up to that. And so he's disposed, his decision-making, he's second-guessing himself, whereas... Last year, I suppose, a bit of a new lease on life. Um, he, you know, probably had nothing to lose and uh, was playing that way and played with a freedom that uh, I think, you know, really gave us quite a lot of drive out of our half-back line. Um, so this year, uh, you know, we're not seeing that same Nick Hind, but I've got no no doubt in my mind he'll he'll get back. I, I think his, uh, his efforts there, when he had the footy, um, yeah, he's still got that same zip and, and drive. Um, but let's just hope we have an Essington ding, mate. Because um, yeah. <laughs> his, yeah. his kicking certainly didn't uh, uh, didn't have the same impact that he had last year. No. Um, Peter Wright, mate, we both commended him for his performance with his four goals. And you know, the very tough um, conditions, like with the wind and also the, um, you know, we talked about playing on players like Stephen May. So... Yeah, a good effort by Pete. Yeah, we can be uh, happy he's only one goal behind the Coleman medal, mate, after three rounds. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, no, nah, great game for Peter Wright. 
Dice and Heppel, mate, we've discussed it briefly just after our um, game review. Um, yeah, look, he, you look at his stat sheet, 22 disposals, 14 kicks, 8 handballs, 7 marks, 3 tackles. Like, that's a decent stat line, I thought. But, uh, you know, when you saw him live, you know, 68% disposal efficiency. Um, he looks slow, mate, compared to some of the uh, opposition and, and his decision-making doesn't look like where it usually is. So, right. um, you know, I don't want to be too harsh on Hep because, you know, he's led us through a real tough period for the club. But same token, um, you know, we really need to see him really lift his game uh, on field. You know, I'm sure he does a great job off field. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's the, that's the crux of it. Um you know, I, I still believe he, he's the, um, the the right captain of the club right now. But on field, um, you know, he doesn't seem to be demonstrating that. Um, yeah, you know, and and lifting the side, you know, um, getting around the guys and, and all the rest of it, and and helping them stand taller. Um, I'm just not seeing that. Uh, whether the guys feel on the ground, I don't know. But um, yeah, hopefully. Uh, you know, he, as well as a lot of the rest of the team, um, can lift going forward. Sam Durham, mate, he continues to work hard, mate. He's another one. I don't know keep saying works hard, but he does. Um, 14 disposals, four kicks only, and 10 handballs, two marks and two tackles. I felt his impact was more than that. Like, you know, that's why it's a danger to read mm. stats because yep. they don't give you a full picture. Um, he actually set up a goal. He worked hard defensively and kept, um, you know, Melbourne accountable when they had the footy, you could easily see the number 22 chasing hard in the background. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm loving the effort he's showing out there. Uh, you know, each and every game we, we see him play for us, Jane. Um, yeah, and even though he's only listed as having the, the two uh, tackles there, his actual um, yeah, defensive efforts were right up there. He had 20 um, pressure acts throughout the game, James. Um, so I'm sure the opposition you know, feel that. They know he's going to be scragging them uh, for each and every single contest. Um, and I'm sure as the season develops, uh, his touch will improve um, uh, yeah, over that time to where we saw last year where I thought he was, it was like he showed some real class and, um, real great ability to uh, you know, deliver inside 50, which is a rarity for us. So um, now I'm going to back him in uh, and like his game. Yep. Jake Stringer, mate, we can see he's not 100% fit, mm. um, but he flashes into the game, mate, and he can do things that you know, a lot of players can't. And you know, he still impacted the game by kicking those two goals in the third term. Mm. Um, 14 disposals, 12 kicks, two air balls. Three marks and just the one tackle. Um, I'm happy to, for Jake to keep playing, even though he's not running across the park yeah. um, at lightning pace or anything like that, mate. But I, I mean, just his ability to be able to kick a goal, you know, bob up and kick a goal that not, most people couldn't, uh, makes him a dangerous option. And with the way our forwards are set up, we actually need a player like that playing in the team. Yeah, definitely, Jane. Um, <laughs> this this is going to be the nerd side of me coming out, Jane. But do you remember playing FIFA and you'd have 
you know, Dennis Bergkamp at 80%, uh, but you'd still pick him over someone because you know the output's going to be that bit better. That's kind of how I'm seeing Jake Stringer at the moment. He's not fit. Um, yeah, his, his ability to run out, even his ability to burst out of packs uh, is pretty limited, but he does find a way to get involved in the game. So, yeah, it wasn't only the, the two goals. Um, he had a couple of clearances, took three marks, um, which, again, shows that ability to spread um, where we had guys that are fully fit um, not being able to find that space. But the thing I liked most about Jake Stringer's game is he wasn't just about, you know, kick it to me and I'll try and get a goal. He had seven score involvements, Jane, um, and six contested possessions. So he's still willing himself to the next contest to, um, you know, try and get us involved, try and, you know, help the side. Uh, and that's what I love about him, you know, being involved in the team. So, look, no, he's, he's not fit, but um, his output is certainly uh, exceeding many of our um, more able-bodied uh, blokes in the side. Um, and he's one of the very few who, uh, you know, when the games uh, do get tougher, he's the one that lifts. Uh, so, um, yeah, look, as, as much as you'd love to see more from him, um, what we're getting is, is, is not a bad level of output, I suppose. Um, a player that really struggled on the night, mate, I thought, was Mason Redmond. Um, we talked about his decision-making and his, you know, his field kicking, which can be a strength of his, but it was a shocking on the night. He was throwing his boot at balls and watching it sail out of bounds on the pool. Um, you know, we, we talked about that momentum-killing kick out. Obviously, he doesn't intend to do that, So, it's, but... Uh, he certainly needs to sharpen up his skills and decision making. And yeah, I just thought it was a pretty poor game from Mason. It was, and it's a, it's a shame. It's like what we saw in uh, twenty twenty, James. Like he just seems like a bloke, you know, pretty bereft of confidence. Um, and it's a real shame because he, like we've said time and time again, we reckon there's a real player in Mason. Like he's. He can have a really damaging kick sometimes. Um, you know, we saw last year his ability to sort of get out the back and kick a couple of goals uh, and really lift the side. Um, he's shown a, a dogged determination of the contest at times. We're just not seeing it this year. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'm hoping it's not a, a recurrence of the injury. I, it seems more a mental side of things just from the outside looking, looking in, um, like a bloke who just down on confidence. Um, and, yeah, I suppose needs to find that uh, again, uh, which is easier said than done, because uh, certainly his output's not um, what he's capable of. So you'd have to say he had a, a fairly poor game on the weekend. Jake Kelly, um, I thought he struggled too, mate, you know, not through not trying a game. Um, just uh, he was a bit too grabby for mine. Um, you know, I felt nervous every time the ball went near his opponent because you could see his arms, you know, coming around the player. And as soon as the umpire sees that, they generally pay a free kick. Mm. And um, we both gave him votes last week, mate. So, um, yeah, it's certainly not a trade. And maybe Melbourne make you feel like that. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just felt like he was a very, uh, you know, Quick to grab the players, and you know, generally that will end up in a free kick. And 
sometimes a goal against you. So, yeah, I'm hoping he's not going to continue that trend. Yeah, I, I don't think it will. I, I think, again, it's a, it's more the fact that our defensive lines are continually under pressure. You know, we saw a number of runs where Melbourne would continually pump the ball in there. And I think it, it would only be natural if you're a real competitive spirit, which we know Jake Kelly is, um, you're going to do anything in your power um, you know, to, to fight and scrag for the footy. And yes, you'll get um, some paid against you. But we also saw last week, Jane, when he uh, did that against uh, Cameron uh, and he got away with it. So uh, yeah, I suppose you win some, you lose some. But um, I think he will really benefit when effectively the, the side gets its defensive structures in place. These ones that are, we've been sort of working on for ages, which don't seem to have borne any fruit uh, into the season proper. Um, because if we're continually relying on hoping the defence will be able to work it out uh, when the opposition are just as hungry to get the ball through the big sticks, uh, it's going to make his job pretty difficult. So um, now I'm going to back in Jake Kelly. I, I think he's um, yeah he'll be really solid for us going forward. But uh, yeah, I just think the task was a bit tough for him on the night. A man who survives each week, uh, it seems, is Braden Ham. Um, even when he was appeared to be dropped, he was straight back in after an injury. Um, so he, um, yeah, he ended up with eleven disposals, six kicks, five handballs, one uh, one mark, three tackles, which is good for him. But um, yeah, mate, his kicking for goal has been, yeah, he's had a chance to impact the game, running into goal at a key moment of the game and. Yeah, couldn't finish, unfortunately. And, yeah, I just don't know if that's good enough output to hold your spot in the side. Yeah, um, I, I suppose the less said for me, the better on this one. I've obviously shown my colours. Um, I, I still think he, he takes too many short steps where he has the opportunity to um, take a tackle or to you know, pick the ball up off the ground, even if he's got someone over him. Um, yeah, I've, yeah, I think I've I've had I've said my piece on him, um, but he continues to be selected by the, the coaching squad. So obviously they're seeing something I don't, Jane. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of got that. Um, Andrew Phillips, mate, he, he seems to play you know under five games a year, but every time he does, he's very serviceable. Mm. Um, he obviously was our best ruckman on the night. Um, took a number of marks. Um, you know, his decision-making again, mate, um, probably tried to get around a few players at times where he's probably better off just handballing or quickly throwing on a boot. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I thought he had a pretty good game. Um, and thank goodness he played because if we had just gone with uh, Sam Draper in the rack on the night yeah. and relied on, uh, you know, Peter Wright to be rucking, it would have taken away from our forward line and um, we wouldn't have had a good output from just relying on drapes, obviously. Mm. So, yeah, I think he holds his spot for mine. It'll be an interesting one, won't it? Because um, obviously you brought him into support because they've obviously got um, uh, like Max Gorn and Jackson, um, who's a good young ruckman in his own right. Um, but the the sheer effort Andrew Phillips puts into a game, um, yeah, can't be questioned. And he, he's certainly one I, I'd love seeing on the side. 
Uh, we've been like he's actually shown shown himself to be quite adept to, to floating forward at times, uh, which has been a, a weakness of of Draper's game because you can't trust um, when he puts it on the boot uh, where it's going to go. Uh, whereas Phillips has been able to kick a few goals over his journey, um, so I, I thought it was a a good return game for him. He um, certainly showed why he's, he's still on the list, um, and like to have I. Uh, effectively a second string Ruckman Jame have five marks across the uh, the game uh, as opposed to our number one who had one mark um, just shows yes I mean Andrew Phillips has been in the game a lot more um, but for mine it, it was more his ability to read the play and ability to and, and want to spread um, and to, to also in addition to that had a few clearances um, but you know also, he he was um, one of these blokes. He's a bigger guy, but he had eight pressure acts, so he um, he made the uh, opposition, uh, I suppose, earn their kicks and um, yeah, know they had at least someone on him. He couldn't catch him all the time, obviously, but uh, no, I thought he had a, a real good game for us. Um, uh, so I, I liked him out there. I don't think we'll run with two ruckmen against uh, Adelaide, but. Um, Look, mate, wouldn't be beyond me to be wrong. So we'll uh, we'll see how we go. Whether you know we we drop Draper for Phillips, I, I don't think the the coaching panel will, uh, be doing that. But um, certainly on output, you, you'd love to see him keep his spot. Matt Guelphy, mate, had a typical Guelphy game, which is you know generally around the twelve disposals. Uh, he'll give you tackles, a couple of tackles. He'll give you. A marking option. I mean, generally, it'll give you a, a shot for goal, but he generally doesn't kick kick them. Maybe um, he's not reliable in front of the sticks, that's for sure. But his effort can't be questioned again. Um, and like sometimes when I'm reading out these reviews, mate, I keep saying effort, and I, I keep thinking I'm watching junior footy. You know, good <laughs> good job, good job, boys. Well done, good, good effort. But um, you know, like uh, he's he certainly is a a real uh, you know, player that puts a lot of uh, effort in defensively actions, and um, I just, uh, yeah, I think that's what induces him to the coaching group. Um, and to hold his spot. Uh, you, you asked the question last week, mate. Um, you know, with Sam Durham and and Mac Welfy, can they both play in the same side? Um, well, at the moment, they are. Yeah. Uh, do you think that will continue? Well, actually, based on this game, uh, yes, only because uh, in terms of that, our forward options, we're very limited. Um, you know, maybe we'll see Dev Smith come back, um, hopefully not at the expense of Wanganine. I'd like him to stay. Um, but, uh, yeah, Matt Guelphy has shown um, his ability to continue to scrag and, um, and, and fight till the very end, which... Um, more goes towards that blue collar style footy that track wanted to bring in. Um, so, like, I mean, I, I will contest, like, because you say there that, um, you know, is not reliable in front of the six, but he has, you know, kicked a few goals uh, over his time. Um, and effectively, he's been slotted into a, a position of need, you know, whenever that's been the case. You know, we've, we've had him down back on occasion, we've, uh, we've had him, you know, in the like, and that's like half back as well as in the back pocket. 
and then we've slotted him up in the forward line. Um, yeah, yes, on this occasion, he's uh, he's missed both his opportunities there, but I think he has um, shown an ability to um, kick a goal or two. He's never been, he'll never be prolific. Um, you know, my honest assessment is like, I love him in the side because he, you know what you're going to get from all the time. My honest assessment is I don't think he's the best 22 player, um, but um, you are going to get a solid contribution from him. So um, I still see Durham as you know, as a as a bit of an upgrade on Guelphie. So um, ideally, you wouldn't require both of them in the side, but I think at as things stand, um, we need. Uh, hard-nosed um, bloke who's willing to throw himself um, and make a couple of tackles in that forward line there. Um, you know, Guelphie may um, find himself a role there for the time being. Uh, Nick Martin uh, played game number two after having to sit out last game with the COVID protocols. Um, I thought he was very good. You gave him a vote, mate. Um, he, he seems to know how to find a footy, you know. He found 20 disposals, 10 kicks, 10 handballs. Eight marks, so um, you know, he certainly hasn't got the respect yet of his opponents because they're letting him run pretty much rampant. Yes, he played a lot in the defensive half, which isn't surprising, as you said, because he kicked five goals on debut. Um, you know, it would have been uh, interesting, but I think because the football was kind of down the demons' end more, uh, the club probably wanted him, or the coaching group wanted him down there because he's, he's a pretty good uh, user of the footy. Yeah, he is, mate. And, uh, yeah, he did show his composure again on the night. Um, yeah, he used it, used it well um, and continues to show that ability to just find the footy. Like, he just reads it so well. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought he played a really solid game. Obviously, I gave him a vote. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I suppose it's a, it's a bit of a... A need thing, um, you know, where we, we put him on the ground. Personally, I would have liked to see him play more up forward again, but, um, you know, we've elected to play him down back and he showed himself adept at that. So, um, you know, as long as he's playing a good role for the team, um, you know, I'll continue to be a big supporter. And... Yeah. Um, and obviously, Tex Wanganee, mate. Um, look, he only had the three disposals, uh, but they were memorable. Yeah, they were, mate. Um, yeah, had a um, had a pretty exciting shot at goal early, which unfortunately missed, but, geez, it looked good. But then uh, finally did slot one later in the game, um, which was excellent to see. So, um, yeah, I think there's there's really something there with Tax Wanganine. Uh, made a few tackles on the night as well. Uh, and he actually went for a fly for a big grab. Don't know if you remember that one, Jamie, in the, in the pocket there. Yeah. Um, what a bit yeah, absolute did. ripper to see. Um, so I, I just love what he brings because it's enthusiasm and it's that kind of stuff that goes, mate. Like even if the uh, the game isn't going our way, there's someone willing to um, you know, take the game by the scruff of the neck and have a bloody go. Um, so yeah, I, I liked his game. Um, yeah, how did you see that? Yeah, like he, you know, obviously didn't get a lot of the footy. Um, could have ended up with two goals, mate, because he only just missed the set shot that he had. Mm. Um, so, and like his endeavour, again, like I keep saying, endeavour and efforts. And um, it was really noticeable sitting at the ground how hard he ran 
to try and impose himself or gain tackles and so forth. Oh. So I'm sure he probably winded himself a few times because um, he's a bit like the headless chook, mate, because he saw the ball and ran as hard as he could each time. And Obviously, playing against sides like Melbourne, they're, they're quite smart um, being able to get out of trouble and, you know, and then that leaves you looking for petrol tickets, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, um, yeah he, he'll choose his uh, times to exert himself and then um, try and punish the opposition as he gets on his career. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, I would really hope the club sticks with him for a few weeks, um, particularly while, you know, Waller's not playing. Um, even if uh, Dev comes back in, and I don't want it to be at the expense of Tex because uh, being only 18, I think it's just good to, for his development, especially, you know, playing against sides like Adelaide and Freo where he can potentially have a little bit more freedom and a little bit more opportunity with the ball getting down there. Absolutely, mate. <laughs> all right. Well, um, we finally got through all those, mate. Um, so I guess the last thing we need to do is the VFL news. And uh, I can tell you our VFL women had another big win, mate, against North Melbourne. Um, they continue to uh, you know, impress. You know, they've been very good this year. Um, right on the eve of us having an AFLW side. Um, yeah, it shows the club's put in a good structure for women's football. And, uh, you know, they obviously feel like they uh, you know, want to make them feel part of the club. You can see the, uh, the men's side get down there and watch them when they can. Um, and also, like, you know, they even have training sessions sometimes. Uh, with a, a few of the guys coming down to watch or, you know, assist. So it's really good. Um, oh. In terms of the you know, Paul Cousins-led VFL team, mate, oh. uh, obviously not on field, but, um, yeah, from from as president, uh, pretty close game, mate. Um, unfortunately, we went down um, again in the VFL, but this time we went down by three points. Um and what I can tell you is that uh, Tipper um, had a very good game back, which is pleasing. Like, obviously, he had times where he's short of a gallop, but um, he actually had the shot for goal, mate, at the end of the game. And um, he was about 50 metres out, but, you know, couldn't get, couldn't get the, um, couldn't get the goal, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, it was a good game. Uh, we... We're totally out-muscled in the second quarter. We started the game with goal in front in the first quarter. Uh, and the second quarter, Casey had it uh, 29 to 8, mate. So they had a Gosh. bit of it got away. And third quarter was like the status quo. It was 27-25. And uh, lastly, you now we finished the game off pretty well, um, you know, kicking four goals, three to two goals, one. But... Uh, yeah, ultimately, we went down 13 goals, 10-88, but I think the pleasing thing is that to know Tipper got through the game, um, obviously, he's still a number of weeks from uh, playing uh, senior footy, but uh, you know, just to see him back out on the ground is good. Um, I think some other reports were... Uh, you know, I've noticed were uh, 
people are liking the look of uh, Patrick Ross, mate, one of our, um, our rookie draft pick this year. Um, he's a big-bodied lad. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't mind seeing him get a, uh, a Guernsey in the first team, mate, but um, I don't know how realistic that is. But, uh, yeah, he's certainly... Uh, he's Like, I don't want to say not in the same mould, mate, but... He's like got that like Pat Cripps, Patrick Cripps body, um, where they kind of stand out as midfielders. Like, uh, I know Patrick Voss is playing down forward mainly, but uh, you know, I wonder if that's the long term goal is to get him up in the midfield. Now, certainly not comparing him to Patrick Voss in terms. I mean, uh, into you're right. Cripps. Like- been a been a forward, probably more likened to a Wayne Carey type. But... <laughs> yeah, we were we were touching James Hearn, mate. But um, <laughs> uh, this is the kind of stuff we can do to young players, mate. We, we live in hope, so we um, yeah, we give them all the uh, <laughs> we give them all the um, prototypes who they play like and so forth. But um, yeah, he's another player that was. Um, Mentioned um, that the players are, in, you know, all the supporters are enjoying watching. Um, yeah, I, I'm not um, sure who else uh, is pushing for selection. Uh, Nick Cox, obviously, um, he might get up for this week. So I'd be interested if the club brings him back in. Um, but it's been tough these first three games, mate. Um, you watch Carlton, they've won three in a row. Oh. And um, their VFL team being sitting on top of the ladder of the VFL uh, with a percentage of 189. So, um, yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty scary stuff um, that, you know, they've been uh, putting a strong football development uh, program in. Um, they've obviously recruited well. But, uh, yeah, I don't know how much I can bear that. I'm waiting for the... Injuries to come, and hopefully they turn into rubbish again. But um... <laughs> I mean, as much as you don't like to see injured players, um, geez, I hate Carlton. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think that's what's making me feel worse is that um, obviously people know who are your favourite teams and who you aren't, and um, yeah, we've made many Carlton enemies, mate. So um, they're quick to remind us that we're zero three and. Yeah. Um, you know, life's pretty good for Carlton fans at the moment. But uh, yeah, we're still the the big race to seventeen, mate. Um, with both clubs tied at sixteen, um, it's been a long drought to see who gets the seventeen. And uh, if it's not us, long that may that continue. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, any other news, mate, that you've got floating about? No, no, not really. I mean, I guess yeah, we've been through these. Um, tough few games um yeah i guess <laughs> apologies to the listeners I've, I've been a bit downtrodden on the on the side last few weeks i guess um you know just riding that wave of uh you know excitement and optimism over the pre-season only to come crashing down to earth uh in the first uh you know few matches of the of the season and you know part of me is thinking bloody hell like it, not this again um i do have more faith uh, in this list and this coaching lineup, um, but uh, currently it's a bit difficult for me to muster any enthusiasm um, off the performances I've, I've sort of seen out there, uh, because you know I think like all of us, I, I can stomach 
um, you know, losses and all the rest of it. Uh, but it's the it's the way we've lost and the 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 lack of any sense of cohesion we've got out on the park at the moment. That's what's um, that's what's got me down at the moment. But uh, yeah, hopefully the boys can uh, can lift as a unit um, and uh, yeah, win the respect of the fans again. Um, yeah, I think realistically none of us um, you know, really saw us shooting up the ladder too high this year. But um, all that we want, all that we expect is um, you know, effort and a consistent game plan. Uh, that's what we saw last year. That's what gave us hope. Um, but it's certainly not what we've seen so far this year. So I'm just hoping for the, uh, the boys to um, yeah, pull up their socks, James. I just wanted to quickly give you the VFL um, goal kickers on the weekend, mate. Yeah. Um, Alec Waterman, he hit three goals. So uh, you'd have to think he must be a chance to come in, mate. Um, you know, he's, I've been surprised he wasn't in the side. You know, we're struggling to kick a goal. and He kicked a number of goals last year. Yeah. Um, so he's a player that potentially could come in. Uh, Golds, who came across from Hawthorne, um, playing for our VFL uh, side, he kicked a couple of goals. And McDonald Timberwoody kicked two goals, mate. So that was good to see his name there. Yeah, good to see him back on the board. Yeah. And in the best, Joe Attlee, the captain, was named best for us. Um, ben Hobbs, mate, he might be getting closer to a debut. He, He's got a number of possessions and you know, showed his toughness at the footy. And Fitzgerald, not familiar with him. Do you remember him, mate? No, I can't say he stands out, but um, <laughs> look, if he's standing up and kicking a goal, good on him. <laughs> uh, well, he was named in the best, so uh, that's about it. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see his team selection. Um, and I guess uh, we all wait and hopefully we're on the eve of the Don's first win uh, coming up against the Crows, but they shocked everyone with their uh, last, yeah, well, the kick after the siren by Jordan Dawson to to beat uh, Port Adelaide and leave them winless as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty uh, yeah, crazy turn of events because, you know, last year they weren't much of a side at all. So um, looks like they're improving. Jordan Dawson's obviously a class player. So, uh Look, um, as much as I don't like seeing Adelaide win, geez, I love seeing Port lose. So, um. <laughs> yeah, hello, Koshy. Um, <laughs> all right, well, uh, thanks for tonight, and um, yeah, thanks for listening. And let's uh, wait until next week and say, go, Bombers. Go, Dons.